Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ref Pro presented high stakes over the weekend, the main event of which saw Michael Oku defeat Will Ospreay and retain the undisputed British heavyweight championship. It is a match that the internet has been talking about. The world has been talking about. Dave Meltzer has been talking about. Uh, I'm here with one half of that incredible showing at Crystal Palace. Michael Oku, the British heavyweight champion. Michael, how you doing? I'm back. I'm, I'm, I'm on the Pod again. I'm doing great. Well, actually, that's a, that's a lie. That was a very British. I'm doing great. <laughs> I have been so unwell. I've got oh. a drip. I remember just as I say that. I remember our last interview. I was like, just a second. I'm popping off to the shop to get a drink. You did. You had to go and get energy drinks because you were unwell then. Yeah. Yeah. So. No, you just he's allergic to talking to me, Michael. Is that what this is? <laughs> I think that might be it. No, but like, no, and so I think from North Wrestling. I caught like something, maybe a pole. It was freezing because it's Newcastle. Mm -hmm. And then I just was feeling kind of unwell all week. And so the morning of waking up of the show of High Stakes on Sunday, I was like, oh, God, I don't feel good. So, I mean, to, to, to give people a little insight into North Wrestling's home, so Michael Oku uh, makes the trip up to Newcastle as often as he can, and it's always a pleasure. But, Michael, you have wrestled at Anarchy Brewery, which is the home base of North Wrestling, all year round. And you can attest to, I, I was with you in the in the brewery in July when it was hotter than the sun. Oh, yes. Horrible. You yeah. and me and Jordan had a great match, but I could tell you two were struggling in the heat. It's shining. We're just shining, glistening, glistening with sweat. It was, oh my god, it's tough. But it, when it's hot, it's hot. When it's cold, it's cold oh, in Newcastle. It's so cold, and and that adds a whole new element to what we saw at high stakes. The fact that you you went into this match unwell. Yeah, I mean that, that's the thing that I was like, I'm already nervous. I'm already there's so much pressure on me, put on put on me by so many people, including myself that if I was 100%, I'd be still, like, worried about performing to the best of my ability. But then I'm like, oh, God. I, I've got something in my chest, and I've got to go out there 
and oh what's that oh, oh okay tony comes okay that's cool that's cool yeah yeah sure. no problem no problem so yeah a lot of pressure but here we are does it change any of your sort of pre-match game when you when you're a bit under the weather like that do you do you mix it up a little bit to give yourself a chance to fight it off so what is um the, the one thing that I, I said to myself was like i was like just maybe make sure to take your time um take more time than you normally do so that you can be ready for you know what's what's next or like just have have the right pacing for when you need to like explode and be explosive that, that's the thing I do anyways and like try try my best to try and pace things and bring things slowly, nearly to a halt. But when you got an illness, I felt like I was needing to go even slower. But then it's one of those things where like when I'm in the moment and you're hearing the crowd react, you're like, oh, this is this is the pacing it should be anyway. So I should be trying to show enough self-restraint where I'm able to pace myself and be that slow when I'm not ill. But um, yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of one of the things I just consciously thinking before I went out. Just take time, make sure that you've got time to to literally breathe because your lungs are full of something. I don't know what to do. Uh, let's talk about the, the, the build to this one because we saw uh, your better half, Amira, very much get front and center in, in the story that you and Will have told. And, and, and it's funny how people, there are some people that are now learning what many of us already know that Amira is genuinely a force of nature in wrestling, isn't she? An, incre- an incredible thing. She was such an integral part of the, the f- let's say first, the second match, the, the a critically acclaimed uh one from two years ago uh, that added element brought in so much more story so much more emotion into the match that me and will were having that it only made sense that okay well we're coming back to it what needs to be an element in the the last match and it, so she had to be part of it and and she is incredible at what she does she she is i think she's also discovering how incredible she is at what she does in terms of like being a manager, being a valet, whatever you want to call it. There are different ways to go about it, but the fact that like she's willing to to be physical, she will she will take things at the, the biggest bumps in a match. And she's there to actually like cheer on, like help kind of cheerlead for me and get the crowd into it. And then she's also a great promo. You know, she's a, she's able to talk and do everything for me. It's not like I say do everything for me. It's not even like I'm a horrible talker. But then you have that added element of her being able to speak well and add a different perspective as to why the match has more emotion, arguably, than last time. I think I think she was just so integral. Integral. I, was, I say this to three people. Like that's what made the match. It was a triple threat, essentially, not just a singles match. The three of us made that match really special. I think it's a testament as well to to her work in the sense that a manager role like that, uh, the way that she plays it, so traditionally uh, a heel position to be in. You look at you know Paul Heyman in the corner of Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. You look at Bobby Heenan in the corner of the Heenan family back in the day and Sensational Sherry in the corner of Shawn Michaels. So typically heel roles, but whilst she doesn't change any of the beats, you're very much behind her that's and that's been the hardest road that that's been the hardest thing to navigate um for the both of us together as the act is specifically that like who do we research what's the what is the the you know there's in everything from wrestling 
there's a template before that you can research multiple versions of it. But for managing, when you think of managers, you think, okay, that's uh, a heel thing that a wrestler has. It automatically makes it, if the other wrestler doesn't have a manager, it's automatically a two-on-one situation. So you can argue that, like, you know, that's already a heelish thing in and of itself. But we've tried to see where we can actually still, again, like you said, use elements that those managers would do. But if we have it justified, if we make sure that it's justified, then it can fit for a babyface act. The, the closest thing that we can look look to in terms of a babyface act is Macho Man Elizabeth. But Elizabeth didn't really do that much. You know, she wore the dresses, so that's that's really where the comparison begins and ends is the, is how she dressed. But to, and maybe there are a few moments, obviously, with like getting hit and you know, Hogan and Macho Man doing their thing. Like, um, so there was, she was involved in story beats, but. I really think like Amira does so much more um, in terms of like incorporating things that those heel managers that talk do, such as a Paul Heyman or a Bobby Heenan, and then incorporates like the kind of like damsel in distress until she's not. That that's kind of what the idea is. Like she's a damsel in distress, like Elizabeth, until she's not, and she's able to like give some lip, like she gives some mouth, oh, big gobby. Irish temper. <laughs> I, could, I, I couldn't see Miss Elizabeth flipping off Ted DiBiase and spitting in his face. Uh, I, mean, I, I mean, admittedly, there's a part of my world that would like to have seen that. Uh, <laughs> but that's, that's a whole different conversation. But I think that, that she plays that so well. If, if you allow me to get a bit inside baseball, as comfortable as you are doing so, because a match like that is so intricate and, it's, and, and, it, and it is so laced with callbacks and throwbacks to previous encounters that you've had. How much time did you and Will get one-on-one to actually piece this masterpiece together well so this is the the interesting thing about um the crystal palace venue which is where the show was um if you it's a ledger center so you can just go in there to use the ledger center facilities but then there's this you can walk past and just see a wrestling ring and a stage just set up and and normally before shows if there is some before doors open there'll be some ring time where the wrestlers can be in there and at least just like, at least just talk while you're in the ring or just go over a few things that might be a little bit intricate. Um, but because there's a meet and greet and Osprey's on the meet and greet and he probably has the longest queue because this is his last independent, uh, we were very much like, well, there's, there's probably not going to be a time where we can be in there together with, with no fans looking. So it was just really a thing of just making sure that we were spitballing ideas the day before we were just throwing ideas to each other the day before and then we just had to like anything ambitious we just had to cross our fingers and hope that like we just have to try it we just have to just hope that it that it goes off the way we intend um but that's the thing like there wasn't actually there was a couple things that like i haven't done before that was in the match but when you're wrestling will you can have pretty much confidence that it's just going to work. It's That's the one exception. I'll always say to other wrestlers, like, don't try new things if you haven't tried it before because it will not work. It will mess up. That's that's. It's just going to happen. Matthew will be right on it. But, <laughs> he but will as well as a dick like that, Eddie. Yeah, but will, but will, but when you're in there with Will, it will just, it will just work because he is, he's an alien. So, um, but yeah, so that that's kind of like how it kind of went, just like throwing ideas, all the, like kind of all the way up until last night, we're like, okay, 
all right, I think we've got the the key bits. What's um what's one of those moments that you said there was a couple in the match where they were sort of fingers crossed and hope for the best moments. Is there one in particular that just before you did it, you threw a bit of a mental Hail Mary and <laughs> okay. crossed oh, yeah. yourself? Okay. Yes. Um, so there's a moment where like I'm going for a, a, a super Hurricane Rana and he holds on and then lifts me back up. Now in the last match that we had, he lifts me back up and then I just do a Rana. But this time, it was like he was going to kind of give me a, essentially, whilst standing on the second rope, he was going to give me an alley-oop so that I'd fall right onto the to the buckle. Um, that was like, all right, I'm either going to hit the actual, the turnbuckle pad or I'm going to hit the ring post. So I was prepared for the ring post because I was like, worst case scenario, let me be ready to brace myself for hitting face first on the ring post whilst really, really high. Um, we didn't try that. We didn't. We, there, there's no. And, and really, you can't really try that, even if we had a ring. So and that was why I was like, "Well, here we go. It's just it's gotta." And there's also the thing of like, I can't chicken out of it. I was like, "It's gotta look good." So that's let's just go for it. Um, the other the other moment, which it, if we go super inside baseball, was I did the uh, the the Sami Zayn DDT. Um, that was on the that was not planned beforehand. Um, the idea was to do a different kind of DDT using like the ring post and something like that. And during the match, we were so sweaty that everything felt like a little bit more like slippery. And there's an element of like, oh God, that's going to need like no slipping, no friction for this thing that we've never done before. So just during it, I was just like, mm, maybe we should change that. And it's, to do this Sami Zayn DET, which I've also never done before. It's like, screw it, let's go. I like Sami Zayn. I hope I do him proud. And, <laughs> and that's arguably one of my favorite parts of the match, honestly, when like I did the DET and I'm up and firing and the crowd are like starting to rise. I'm up and bloody and and he gets bloody. So um yeah, those are the two moments. Uh, when I was gonna ask in terms of in terms of that and, and getting into the rhythm of the match, when you're in there, and this is probably more when you've had these marquee matches that you've had many of, when you're in there, are you really aware of the magic that you're making? Or is it not until you come back that you realize? Now nowadays I am. Um very much as I was coming up. I was having these matches where like when I came like got back, everybody is saying that it was really good. Then like, you know, the internet is saying it's very good. Um that that my first example of that was when I wrestled Pack at the cockpit in 2019. I was like, I hope that was good. I hope that was good. Like when the match was over, I was like, I hope that was good, I hope that was good. Even though people are standing and there's a standing ovation of the crowd immediately. I like I like I don't know how that did. Another time was when uh, me and Mills Destination Everywhere wrestled Aussie Open in 2021 because I hadn't had that experience of a big tag team match like that. So I was like, I don't know. I'm not that confident with tag team matches. I have no idea how this went. Again, even though there was a standing ovation, even though people were like, whoa. So at this point, singles matches, I'm able to relax. I'm able to really gauge the, the atmosphere and the feeling of the crowd. I'm really, really listening to them. So there was there was definitely moments, it was probably really around that DDT where I was like, this is okay. We, we, this is something special. This is this is for sure something special. And may, maybe we have, the big fear was trying to match last the last time, you know. 
it's really hard to do a sequel in any form of entertainment. Like movies, video game, it's so easy for people to say, it wasn't as good as last time. At that moment, I was like, I think, I think we're, we're going to match it. I think we have. Uh, the match itself was woven with callbacks to uh, that first movie uh, that you guys did. Uh, and it felt like the crowd were with you through all of it as well. When there's so much intricate detail and, and little uh, throwbacks to previous things and sort of uh, attention to detail and Easter eggs in there, is there ever a concern that some of that stuff won't land? Or is that just not part of the conversation? That's that's a huge uh, fear. That's a, that's a huge fear. That was for me... Um it's so difficult to find the balance of like how much you call back to it because I was already seeing it in my head. I was like, you know, if we do too many callbacks, then people will say it is a parody of the last match. So we need to make sure that we're providing them with something uh, different that at the same time um, honors the last match um, with as good as it can be. And, and, and I think that we did a good job with like, just sprinkling enough things where like people are like, oh yeah, that's exactly what happened. And then there's so, there's so many video packages, again, so much that we said about the promos to really remind people of specific points that happened in the match where like, I think everything that we did, people caught on to, like, as in like it got a reaction of like, oh, that's what happened before. Um, and if And then on the flip side, it's just a cool spot to people who don't know. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's either just a cool spot or people like, no, no, you're going to say this last time this happened. So that was kind of where we tried to find the best band. I think we did just that. There's one particular moment, which is, as you say, for many, a cool spot and for others, so much more. And it was near the end of the match where you hit the Sega Mega Driver, which was, of course, Mad Kurt's move. And mm. Now, how important was that part of the match to you? Obviously, we lost Curtis Chapman uh, a, few, uh, a short while back, but how important was that part of the match to you and Will? Um, I, in my head, I, I was like, I had to. I, I, I wanted to, I've always wanted to, to pay tribute to him, but I don't want to just always, I don't want to just always kind of like hit home with it. Like, because like, it's tough for so many people. It's very still tough for a lot of, fans to 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 cope with let alone all of his friends and, and family um but i i've like it's just it's just one of those I, he's one of my he was one of my closest friends and it's just such a tough thing to, to still wrap my head around that he's not here anymore but i'm trying to remember the time i was like god i've got to do something with this match for him i like It'll be easy to do a tribute to him in a random match, but I want to I want to tribute him in the biggest match that I may ever have or that I've, I've, I've had to this date and to this point. Um, and so, yeah, I was like, I got, I got to do the second match, right? This may be the only time I'll ever do it. I think, I, in fact, I think as far as I'm, I'm not planning to do it again. That's that's probably the only time I do it. I was like, this is I'm I'm doing it here, and it's going to help me beat Will Ospreay. That's, that's how I have it in my head. It's like, Curtis is going to help me beat Will Ospreay. And uh, there's like little bits on my gear where like, um, so that gear was, and the jacket was all new for this match. And uh, the gear was made by one person. The jacket was made by another person. And both of them uh, had the wear with like, they both put his logo on my gear, like very small, just for me. And I was like, ah, oh, well, and I and I only got, but like I got the gear that day. So I didn't know about it until I was like, put it on. I was like, oh, 
it's on my knee pad and his logo of like his, his twitter logo <laughs> um is on my knee pad so and then and so yeah i was like i had to put the second man driver again and like you said it's just like especially the way people blew up on twitter with the move it's like if you know it's like a lovely tribute and if you don't know it's the coolest move in wrestling ever that you've never seen before so it's so thank you for thank you Curtis, for creating the coolest move ever what would curtis have made of that moment in the match He'll he'll be continuing to say that the reason that I defeated Will Ospreay is because of him. Yeah. He will make sure to say that. It's like he'll be like, "Come on, come on! I taught you that. I taught you that." So there you go. There you go. I have defeated Will Ospreay. He, he'd be saying that all the time. <laughs> he claim it as his win. Yeah. Oh, for sure, for sure. He'd be by proxy that he defeated Will Ospreay. I, I'll, I'll give it to him. I'll give it to him. And that's the thing. You know what's so annoying? I've never beaten Curtis Chapman. I've wrestled him loads of times, never beaten him. Never beaten him. That's the ultimate rig, really. <laughs> Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. I want to mention the gear because I wasn't going to talk about the gear, but uh, 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 an incredible look for you to walk to the ring with. What was the inspiration behind it? So um, I am so bad with art. I can't draw like what I'm imagining. I did not do well at art in school, whatever. I could draw stick men very well. But um, when I'm giving my gear to people or even like ideas for merch designs, what I do is I look at different concepts of things that are already out there. And I'm like, here are all the things that I want it to kind of look like. Please, can you put something together for me? And and the lady, Terry Fox, who made my previous jacket, who's incredible, incredible uh, at what she does, um, she was able to sketch it as well. I, I, I gave her jackets of like, um, there's like, a, there's like an African garment that like, traditional like uh, Nigerian chiefs wear 
And I was like, this would be really cool to kind of get the idea. Like what I noticed with those garments was that the shoulders are really broad with it, with the with the clothing. So I knew I wanted something that made my shoulders broader. Then I just saw things that I thought were cool. I tried, I saw like kind of Cody Rhodes WrestleMania jacket. I was there in person for that Cody Rhodes match last year. And I was like, I just like how it flows and it's very royal, regal and majestic. And then like um, Armor King from Tekken 6 or 7, he had this alternate attire. And I was like, oh, it's kind of, it's, it's more, it was more grungy, but it just, again, it had like a flowing skirt. And I said, this, I want something from Cody Rose, but make sure it can't look too much like Cody Rose because then I'm just Cody Rose. And then like, uh, then the thing from Armor King and then his like Nigerian garb of just like the shoulders. And so he was able to sketch something that was the, just, I was like, that's it. That's fine. It works. It's perfect. That's all I need. And, I'm trying to think of how long it took for her to put it together, but she was working up all night, day and night, showing me updates. And, and I can only say so many nice things about her, about how great it came out and just how it made me look. It made me look like great, but it's all because of her doing it. Uh, so Tekken, Assassin's Creed, Sega Mega mm-hmm. Drive. It's a video game paradise in that yeah. match. It's, it's, I threw so... a little Metal Gear Solid game over in my entrance. Of so course, like, uh... Metal Gear Solid in the entrance bit as well. It was uh, it, I, so many little bits that are, that are peppered in that match. You can watch it back on RevPro On Demand. I guarantee you, as I have and others have, when you watch it again, you'll see more. It's uh, it's 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 a testament to the work that you guys have done. Uh, RevPro absolutely stole the weekend, uh, and they were up against Les Battersby in Manchester at SoftPro. So it's a t- of competition yeah hey people are there for Les Bass. hey do you know what i was I, I i've seen clips of that i thought les looked great in there they had some fun in there uh I, there is more to come but i what, what a what a bizarre weekend for resting a beautiful wonderful weekend for resting uh, in one part of the country you've got les battersby and you and then you've got you guys uh at rev pro uh, for will osprey it's his sign off from the independence and off to aew he goes he, he said goodbye to the crowd and came back through the curtain can you remember what you guys talked about as he came back through the curtain um so I, i'm not sure how much i can talk about the, the being so i went through the curtain and he was then speaking for like 10 minutes uh he was looking for tony khan he disappeared uh tony khan was talking to me at the time and uh so that was that was like a, a nice conversation and then once he came back through the curtain um i think Try to remember what we had read, or like, we we just had the fe- we, we both had the feeling that 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 topped the last time, but because that topped last time, I think uh, we had a little hug and started saying five and a quarter, five and a quarter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In my head, I was like, all right, let's just play a game of like, what's Dave gonna rate it? And uh, I was in my head, I was like, it's either gonna be four and three quarters. Or five and a quarter, because he's ever going to be like, it's it just, just just missed the mark on last time, or it's going to be it's better than last time, so we'll give it another quarter. That, that that was what was in my head. So because we felt that thing, I just said five and a quarter. Um, but having said that, talking about Dave, he's 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 he has said a lot of things about the match. Dave is buzzing about your match, mate. Honestly, <laughs> I've never seen him so animated on Twitter, on the Observer website. I think he talks about it on the radio show. I, yeah. I think five and a quarter, a minimum from Dave Meltzer, I'm going to say. Crazy. Like him talking about the Danielson and Zack Sabre Jr. match, and he's saying that like 
they're two different matches, but he might think that this one was better. And, and I think he gave that one five and a half. I'm like, boy, oh boy. All I know is people are going to be very, very angry at the number <laughs> which hey that's great for me let's talk let's keep talking uh i i know kind of how you'll answer this and i completely respect that you do but uh as much as I, I love the bones off you michael i have to ask the question you said you were chatting to tony khan can you tell us what you were chatting about i mean i, I can't I, know. That's, I totally i knew you'd say that but it's 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 part of me part of my gig i gotta at least push you <laughs> the most i'll say the most i'll just say was that he was very complimentary he was very complimentary he was there to watch the whole thing like so apparently he had got there just as the match started so he saw the whole match and he was super complimentary of the match he was complimentary of myself and amira so um yeah, like that. That was just, it was just very nice to hear that from the owner of AEW. He seems to be enjoying the whole thing. Like there's, there's, there's shots and he seems to be having a lovely time. Losing his mind, losing his mind. So much, there were so many Tony Khan chants. And I thought that was great because I was like, let's, let's then address it. Let's address that. Like, well, let's not ignore that he's there. Let's, that's okay. Let's, let's have Will blow a kiss to him. Let me stare at him when they say that he signed the wrong guy. <laughs> Embrace it all. Uh, Will's off to AEW, so it's, I would say it was a farewell for him on the indies. What's one of your favorite out of the ring memories that you have from going up and down the road with Will? Oh man! So I mean, like we we really for early on, we really only saw each other at shows. However, one thing that sticks out between myself and Will, which is from really early on, is in 2017. So that's where I, that's the year I started wrestling. I had only had one match. He was there for it. He was there and saw the match because he was just there at the progress show at the Dome, um, hanging out. And then that's when he came up to me and said, you remind me of Donkey from Shrek. Be a great comedy wrestler. And I was like, well, I want to be the, the, the champion of the world. But, um, <laughs> But like, that's all he knew me from is like seeing that one match. And then there was a day where he was filming his, like his documentary and he, they needed some trainees to come down um, so that they could just film him training people, you know, like a little B-roll of him training the next crop. And and so I came down to that and again, only knew me from that one match. And I asked him, I had like a match for a, a tag team match at a small like, scout hut in Bermondsey in South London and I wanted to do a promo for it. And I just asked him, it'd be okay, Will, if like you do like a like a cameo in my my promo. And he's like, sure. Sure. Of course. And then then we filmed something where he just like did the whole thing. It's 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 probably a horrible promo, but like like, like with with reflection. But like he just did the thing he popped in. I just I remember at the time not being able to believe that he just was fine. He'd already been doing a lot of big things at that point in 2017. The fact that he was just called cool to like do a cameo and a promo for a promotion in a scout hall in Bermondsey that can only cram in probably sub a hundred people was really cool. And then after that training session, he treated us all to Nando's. There was about five of us. He treated us all to Nando's. Um, and I said, like, listen, how, when do you want us to, to me to pay you back? And he said, just pay it forward. Just pay it forward. And that's the one thing I'll always remember of like, he's just like, help out who you can be generous and then pay it forward 
to somebody else in the future. And what happens now is that Will um, steps away and you continue on as the, the leader of RevPro, as the undisputed British heavyweight champion. Uh, what does RevPro mean to you at this point going forward? It's, it's I want to say everything. I want, I really do, because as, as corny as that may sound, but I've been put on such a, a, a platform, or I've been given the biggest opportunities to to flourish and to show what I can do here at RevPro before anywhere else. And I think it allowed me to then go so many places else. There's all the nucleus of that was through Andy and RevPro and giving me opportunities. And it's not just like, oh, I'm going to just push you and present to you no matter what and force feed you down people's throats. It was, it really, at times, especially early on, felt like a match by match basis where I needed to prove myself and, He's put me in a deep end against like worldwide stars. And if I floundered, then he'd find someone else or give someone else opportunity. But the fact that I was able to swim, I was able to swim in the deep waters and it allowed me to get, okay, here's another opportunity. Here's another opportunity. And what's really cool was then I could see me developing. Like he, I, he got trust within me to be able to deliver good matches, deliver like solid promos as well. And going above and beyond, because I saw how much he was willing to give me opportunities, it made me have no problem with trying to help RevPro however I can and put all my all into them. And so seeing what they've done for me, I want to make sure that they're still around to do that same thing for so many other people. And while I'm in RevPro and I'm at the top of it, I want to see how I can hopefully, again, pass that to whoever's next and all the people that are there that I'm able to wrestle of all different abilities and experience. Uh, like, I really wanted to be seen, like, in the UK scene, I think Will kind of talks about it in a bit in his promo. It's that thing of, we all have to, it feels like we all have to go to America to really make it, because all of the companies are there. Um, and it's mainly probably because we don't have a TV deal. Like, the UK doesn't have a TV deal. Maybe, maybe that's the, the underlying reason. Um, I would love it if in some blue skies dream, like the RevPro can get a TV deal so that the whole scene in general can have a place where like, oh, listen, we don't, we can stay where we are and we can all flourish as working full-time independent wrestlers, not just a few of us, but, but hundreds of us. That's the dream. Yeah. Hopefully it's more than just a dream. That's all I can hope for. Uh, for now, you are the, the head uh, of, of that dream landscape in Rev Pro as British, undisputed British heavyweight champion. Uh, Michael, what's next? You, you take a beat, you get your energy back, you fight off whatever's going on on your funky chest thing. Uh, but what's, what's next for you, Michael? I mean, my, my most immediate thing is, is 16 karat WXW in March. I mean, that's you to talk about one of the biggest things in independent wrestling, it's, it's for sure the biggest tournament in Europe. Uh, I've never been a part of it. And so it's very exciting that after all the things I've been able to achieve, that there's still new things that I can achieve in European independent wrestling. So being a part of that is going to be really cool. I want to, I want to make some headlines in, in that tournament too. And then of course, we've got just this whole year of things that could happen. We're, we've only just started. Um, I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm like what the year could bring, but I'm just. I've got my sights set on where I could be or or what I could be part of, and I, I I'm hopeful 
that again, this year couldn't have started any better. So I've laid the foundations and I can just have uh, faith in the fact that I know that I'm going in the right direction. So what you're saying is now we play. Well, that, that's what I'm saying, Tom. I'm saying that we play. <laughs> Where can people follow every step as you make headlines in 2024, sir? Yes, please follow me um, at the OJMO on pretty much every social media platform. Uh, so I'll have X. I've been saying Twitter this whole time. Uh, ah, we all still on... say Twitter. I wouldn't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so on there, on Instagram, I think even on YouTube, you put at the OJMO, but like Michael Oku is, you, you Google that, you could see a lot of stuff on my YouTube. I'm trying to post a lot of video stuff on YouTube as best I can. Uh, I've got Cameo. I started that a few weeks ago. Nice. <laughs> like, yeah, Have like, you had oh, any man. weird cameo requests yet? Um, so, oh, man, I feel bad, but screw Because <laughs> um, here's, here's, uh, there are ones that I will not accept. I'm not I'm not just going to accept the money willingly to do anything. The one that I did feel weird is somebody did ask me to wish their wife a happy Valentine's Day. And I just, I just thought... I, no, I'm just like no. I don't want to do. It's like, please do it yourself. It's just like, it's like I, I, I can wish kids. I've done like wish kids happy birthdays and then wish other people happy birthdays. If they're like, oh, they're your, they're like a big fan of yours. So just wish that that makes sense to me. But your wife happy Valentine's Day and saying that she's a great mother. That seems like you need to be saying that. It feels they're like a thing that they should say. say yeah. But so that that was that's the weirdest one so far, but I feel like that is the tip of the iceberg of how weird it can truly get. Oh, the best is yet to come for you, sir. The best is yet to come. You're going to cameo. You, you, right? I'll I'll tell you off (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 no. Actually, to be fair, the ones I've had so far have been fine. Actually, my favorite, one of my favorites is every year since the pandemic, there is a group of mates that do a Zoom quiz and I ask a question in their quiz every year. (laughs) Oh, that's good. So nice. I've got recurring custom, uh, which is, which is lovely. So I yeah. like that one. One I often get is I people saying I've got I've had a, I've had two that have gone. I've got a job interview and I could really do with some positive, like some positive energy from you. I said I'm happy to I'm happy to share yeah. that with the world. So I like doing stuff like that. And, and I think someone asked me for advice on writing a CV once. I'm like I mean I'd, I'd probably look elsewhere, but I could certainly offer you this from my experience. So. <laughs> It's 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 a it's it's a it's a wild world out there. Uh, my uh, yours and mine have been quite tame compared to what other people may have cost. So. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Let's count our blessings. Uh, Michael, it is. Uh, I, I saw you back in January, and uh, every time I see you, it is always a deep joy. And not only do I get to see you and work with you now, but then I still get to sit and watch like Rev Pro High Stakes and just just be enamoured with what you do in the ring with guys like Will Ospreay. Uh, so honestly, uh, for for worth what it's worth for me, a massive congratulations on the weekend, and I am buzzing to see what 2024 does for you and where it takes you, sir. Thank you. Thank you very much. And you know what? I'll say the same to you, man. Anytime I'm up there at North Wrestling, it's it's genuinely nice to see you. Like, so, oh, like, that, yeah. that's, and I mean that. So, uh, yeah, right back at you, Tom. Yeah, little ting. <laughs> what did Tony say to you? No, <laughs> <laughs> Hold up. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Cultaholic.